Welcome back to episode 138 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. I'm here with Anthony. Hello. And we're here with a not-so-super superhero movie. Something that's kind of uh, not really in the genre that we like generally do, right? I feel like it is, but not. I feel like it's... <laughs> At some point, like, is this a mockumentary? Is this like a mockumentary <laughs> slash super slash? I don't know what this really is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it is like an action movie. Yeah. Well, it's not like an action movie. It, it is, is yeah. an action movie. It's a proto, you know, anti-hero type. I don't know. This thing is great. But we yeah. watched the 1989 J.R. Book Walter robot ninja after this no we need to watch though say we got to watch search circuit 2 oh yeah yeah you know we'll do that back to back with robocop 2 it's funny search circuit 2 is like people forget search circuit 1 but search circuit 1 is pretty good too pretty good as well who who forgets short circuit 1 it's a drastically different movie well yeah but drastically generally the the sequels can go either way it could be yeah. like fucking horrible yeah or it could be you know yeah. 10 times better like look at star wars empire strikes back is the best movie that they made yeah it's you know great. yeah i know godfather part two yeah that's you, the best one godfather two. but i i just i as a kid i remember i just loved short circuit two so much hey man that just shows that you're a great guy. It, le- it leads in. It leads into the more. It leads into the more robot side of things. To be honest, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> see that man over there? He's trying to take your books away. <gasps> you were a big fan of the uh, what was that thing called? The Tiger XL thing. That was like the the, the robot. You put the fucking cassette oh, in. Um, RX two XL RXL. Um, I think it's RXL. It's. It was Tiger Tiger RXL. It I was a robot. I had that. That see, that was like something you probably put your yeah. obituary cassette yeah. in, right? You, little Anthony used to jam yeah. out to that. It's funny in, in Short Circuit Two, they have the little Johnny Five robots that are probably. Oh yes, they, yes, they, yeah. They, I forgot they, about that. I think that. he was selling them for twenty bucks a piece, and I was like, man, those things would be like hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. He sell it <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> it would be more than that. Jesus Christ! What Those locos you? kick your eye. Movie's <laughs> 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 so fucking good. I'll watch that later. You know what's another good sequel? Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Silent Night, Deadly 2. We did. The best Wait. of all those movies. Yeah, we did that. Was that the one where it was more of a recap or was that three? Yeah, that's part two is basically yeah. uh, part one with like 20 minutes of new footage, <laughs> but it's great footage that they put it in. It's good footy. It's fucking good garbage footy. day, Anthony. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. garbage yeah. day. So we watched Robot Ninja this mm-hmm. week. Anthony, you watched the Blu-ray, right? Yes, I gave you, you gave the, Blu-ray. the Blu-ray. I watched. I got uh, back, sorry. No, that's fine. I watched the DVD. I watched my normal VHS copy, and then I also have a screener copy that has the time code, which is actually pretty rare. Uh, I've never seen another one, but it's a Cinema Home Video release, which is a David Dakota company, who, you know, is I guess. All over the Book Walter catalog. Yeah. Uh, J.R. Book Walter released a couple cinema home video things. Uh, it's Kingdom of the Vampire. Yes. That was on cinema home video. They actually referenced Robot Ninja in that movie. Did we, did, we did Kingdom of the Vampire. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Matthew I, Jason Walsh. I think we, that, 
I think we get we like that one. Yeah, we like that yeah. Much, that's yeah. a great that's a great shot on video vampire movie. Yeah, there's a little kid in it who's trick or treating, who's going as Robot Ninja. Yes, I remember that. Scene. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we'll post that clip for for everybody to hear. I think and it, that budget was a little bit more than this, though. Uh, I actually have no idea. Yeah, uh, the budget for this was about fifteen thousand uh, dollars estimated. Which is Port Ward? How much was he? Oh man, that was probably uh, him and Linnea Quigley were probably the majority of the budget. Uh, I, have, I have a if you want to wait, I can tell the funny story about Port Ward. No, please let us let's let's get hot here, Anthony. I, I, I listen. I'm a big fan of the radio show uh, Jim Norton and Sam Roberts, and they had him on as a guest. And before he went on, they just kept on talking about. Apparently, he's as you could see from when he was Robin. Yeah. And all rumors through old Hollywood uh-huh. that he's very well endowed. Yeah, he's packing heat, packing right? Packing heat, very well endowed. So he came on to promote his book, and every time he was, that's great. So did you ever have, like, trouble getting roles because of the size of your dick? He's like, you know what? Like, when I was younger in Hollywood, <laughs> they would, he would, like, he knew, and they talked, they were, like, amazed that he never, like, acknowledged they were talking about his penis at all. Yeah. But he would answer elements of the question. If you could find the clip, it is mind blowing that he does the whole interview without getting mad, uh-huh. without commenting on it. Yeah. But he like sidesteps it, but like answers it. Never talks it. He'll like he'll find a thing in your because they'll go like, oh, so did, when you dated this person, was there an issue with your penis? And you go, look, I met her on set on this thing, and also the director of this was also there. He just knew how to fucking dodge, but it was. I listened to it live, and I can't find it anywhere. It was the funniest thing in the world. Now, I know, I well, I'm not going to say I know, but I think him and Adam West used to go to, like, swingers parties and yeah. shit, right? Like, there's some wild Batman shit, right? I think Dude, they used yeah. to go in the masks. Well, think about it. How old How old could he be? Like, they look like, right now I'm 32 years old, you're 33. Yep. Like, they had to be. 133. They they must have been in their early 30s or late 20s when they did that. Maybe even younger for Burt Ward. Burt Ward was definitely younger than that. They look all of forty three. Yeah. Like in that like if you watch the first season of that show to the second season, like Adam West has like that like mid sixties like fucking like like bubble gut. Yeah. He's got like like ooh, I'm a strong man. Look at my look at my belly like fucking what's his name from Anchorman? Oh my oh, um wait, Ron Burgundy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well back then all they drank with all they did was eat pastrami and drink burgundy you know that's, that's all they did imagine their breath age you. oh Ugh. my god i just think everyone's breath and skin was just oily and everyone smelled so adam west was born in 1928 so he would have been like in his late 30s like 40s yeah he for that yeah. okay maybe that worked but Burt ward had to be fucking Burt Ward had to be, like, in his 20s during that. Let's say. Look, they all look super old. Burt Ward was born in 1946. So, yeah, he would have been, like, his late teens, like, 20s. Yeah, he's he's older than my dad. My my dad was born in 49. Wow. See? Burt Ward, how does he look? Is Burt Ward alive? Is that a terrible thing to say? No, he is. He was on that. that, that, I think that, that interview was in 2016, I believe. The big dick interview. Oh my god! <laughs> That's why it was so funny. Yeah. It's... So Burt Ward is not like a terrible person. He's not like Grandpa Munster, where he's yeah. like a fucking. Oh creep. my god! Isn't the isn't the kid isn't the kid a little crazy? I forgot. He he's big on like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it wasn't Grandpa Monster. It was yeah. I think it was. I think Grandpa Monster, Monster was like a, like a fucking yeah, like weirdo. Yeah, and uh, I think. Butch Patrick was also maybe he was normal. I don't know. Yeah, who the fuck knows, man? The, um, Herman, but Herman Butzer was uh, God rest his soul, man. Dude, I re- I re- I rewatched uh, my cousin Vinny recently, uh-huh. and him as the judge. Oh is, yeah, and I just it's the whole time I'm like, oh he's it's literally him all the time. He's just him all the who time. Who played Win some, lose some? Who played Herman Munster after him? Oh, I remember. I actually watched a YouTube video of like. That there was like a random mid '90s reboot TV movie that was really good, and I forgot it was um, oh my god, I remember. Oh, in the reboot, there was a reboot in like the mid '90s that was really good. Or Let's like- see, there was Fred Gwynn, there was Richard Long in 1973. It was not that it was not him. John Shuck, 1988 to 1991. And then the Edward ne- Herman, 1995. Was that the one? 
Here Come the Monsters is a television film that aired on Fox on yes. Halloween of 1995. I remember it. It was great. You think that that was it, man? I'm, I th I'm pretty positive that was it. Edward Herman? I think he did. I think he did. I think that was him. Yes, that was him. That's the guy that played Max in The Lost Boys. Yes, yeah. he. That was him. Yes, that's the movie. Bingo, he Anthony. Did a, he did a really good job. People were saying that he did like such a great job as, as him. No, no, he also was? Who? He was Richie Rich's dad. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> dad not found. Yeah, dad there it is. Dad, dad not found. Here Comes the Monsters, produced by John Landis. Ooh, did you know that? I didn't know that. Now, move, now here's, here's a little segue into this week's movie. Uh, you may have remembered from The Dead Next Door, another J.R. Bookwalter movie. I fucking love that uh, movie. Produced so uh, by the Master Cylinder, who was Sam Raimi. And in this movie, Robot Ninja, at the end of the credits, you'll see a little letter to the Master Cylinder again. Yeah. So they must have still been buddies. I mean, Evil Dead 2 was, you know, coming out at, at pretty much around the yeah. same time. Um, Scott Spiegel. Well, this movie had the intro. The first scene of this movie is like identical to the dead next door, but the out the 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 the, the outside of the house. The, the way that like it all sets up well, and everything. Well, remember, because I, I remember the documentary. Of the dead yeah, next you see, door. like the he, like, remember he talked about like he was like moving. He would edit out like some stuff in the beginning because there uh -huh. were so many different releases of the dead yeah, next yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um. The opening shot, I think it's not the opening shot, but when they do the exterior of the house, the camera kind of just does that evil dead zoom in thing. Yep. The opening of this, same thing over the fire. Yeah. Same exact thing. A lot of people from the dead next yeah. door in this movie. Yeah. But I was saying Evil Dead 2, Scott Spiegel, yeah. who actually wrote Evil Dead 2. Yeah. And was also in another movie we covered, Skinned Alive. Yeah, I forgot. Where he's in this. He's he's fucking the other cartoon artist. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh and he was in the dead next door, uh, with the cop. Well, these they they were all like L.A. guys, right? right? No, they're, no, no. They're was, Ohio. Oh yeah, it was Ohio. Yeah, said, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, the cop is from the dead next door. Yeah. They're all from the same movies. Like there's a little like J.R. Bookwalter Tempe video like universe. Yeah. And like all these guys are all in these movies, and they all are you know. Uh, contributing in different ways. Matthew Jason Walsh does music in a lot of these. He stars in a lot of them. It's yeah. really, it's really cool because they're all pretty quality. Well, it's funny because if you get like it's, it, it I, I, as I get older, I realize I get to like, I get, I like a lot of directors or people that not like everyone likes but as if, if you dive into their canon you'll like fall into these universes of yeah, like like them these, using the same characters yeah, yeah. and well that for me even though they're a big deal that's why i like the safety brothers so much they like use a lot of real people yeah like real crazy new yorkers that yeah like, like people like the guy that fucking yell out of sva and stuff yeah like it makes that. it like, makes it like fucking <laughs> believable yeah 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 you know all these tempe video releases i mean dead next door was not a Tempe video VHS release. That was actually Electro. Yeah. But, you know, all these things like that J.R. Bookwalter did, like Zombie Cop, Ozone, Sandman, uh, Kingdom of the Vampire, like we said, all these things are quality, low budget. Yeah. You know, like fun. guerrilla filmmaking films. Yeah. And this one, uh, Robot Ninja, is basically his take on. Uh, a campy, violent superhero action movie. Yeah. Right? Robot Ninja is really kind of a spoof on things like Batman, right? Like yeah. these people becoming vigilantes and all that shit. And I think mixing it with this low budget filmmaking, it, it makes it like an incredibly, I guess, entertaining and. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to say like, oh man, I, it's hard to say. Like well, it's it's entertaining in a way like a horror movie is entertaining, but it's an action film and it's a superhero movie. Well, it's funny you brought that up because you brought it before we started recording was that like eight, um, eight, 89, yeah. we get, in my opinion, uh, one of, one, like I'm not saying it's the best, but I would say it's one of the best. I agree 100%. Movies. Batman 89 is such a fun watch every time one of the first movies ever had on vhs but it was the everyone always talks about it as the first um like not just batman but like the first dark darker uh like movie on a superhero yeah which i agree with which is great but it takes place kind of in like 
this fictitious, not fictitious, but like a world that I really don't think is a, is a it's like a city, but it's very like, you know, to, it's very cartoony. It's very, comic booky. So, yeah, so, which is great. And I'm not crap. Like I'm not taking it away. I think that movie is shot amazingly. But like this movie is a darker turn, like a very dark turn of a superhero yeah. type character. But in like such a real world, yeah, like the person's <laughs> mentally it's, ill, right? It's, like it's camp, yeah. But um, but yeah, no. Think about like I, I eight, ba- eighty nine. Batman eighty nine, dude. That is without that movie, you yeah. would not have gotten a ton of things that are currently coming out. Well, Nicholson made the groundbreaking deal, the deal that changed all. Uh, he gets one percent of any Joker. Thing. That's crazy. Any, any Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, wow. Joaquin Phoenix Joker, one percent. Good for him, man. Yeah, and he. The best story is when, when Devito was getting brought up to do the Penguin, he called him. He's like, "Hey, should I do it?" He's like, "Yeah, see if you get my deal." <laughs> Did he get it or not? No, it's, no <laughs> way. <laughs> He's like, "See if you can get my deal." How to ask? How to ask? <laughs> Anthony, a movie that technically came out in 1989 overseas, a gritty take on a superhero. Was was it the Spider-Man one? No. You may know him as Ivan Drago. Oh, but Punisher. I know him as the Punisher. I thought that was ninety. Oh, it, I, it came out overseas, like in Germany and yeah. shit, in '89. I and I'm not exaggerating this. Like there was one day I watched that movie, and I swear I remember it was at my Aunt Mary's house, and that was the only. I used to bring movies places. And I remember for some reason that was the only movie I had with me. I watched it three times in my yeah. day. Yeah, dude, that movie's awesome. I rewatched it recently, and it was like, it, it's it, it's such a, it, it's such like a, it's every there's something about that movie where it's just like it's bad, but then it's great. Dude, that movie it's, is it like up and down. It's that, up and down. That movie is like every like late 90s early 2000s yeah. hardcore guys like hit yeah. list for like oh we're gonna put this in front of our song. Sworn Enemy did it in multiple songs. Well, Darth, people, Lundgren was getting casted in fucking everything. Yeah. He was, after Rocky, he was He-Man. Red Scorpion? Um, oh, my God. I, I was saving the story for for this podcast. Do it. Because it worked out. Do it. Um, there was a big UFC over the weekend. Um, the fighter Jan Bolhovitz, who is a, who is the light heavyweight champion, and he went to... Um, he went to he went to the Hoover I think it's the Hoover not the Hoover Dam yeah Hoover Dam's a thing in like Las Vegas is Hoover Dam yeah I never see Vegas vacation yeah, yeah it's Hoover Dam yeah Hoover Dam I'm just making sure I'm getting my dams correct I've been there um, that's but, uh, that's how I know things yeah. because of fucking Vegas movie. vacation so so see how you did that you pulled uh-huh. it from a movie so for me I would pull that I would pull you know like uh, fucking like Superman like all these other fucking movies that use the Hoover Dam yeah and uh, for shots. And he goes, oh man, it's and he's Polish. He goes, oh man, I never would have thought I would come here and visit and see this place. You know, it's like movies like Universal Soldier. If you, he pulled out Universal Soldier, and I'm like, how does he must love this movie? If do you know Universal, yeah, Soldier yeah, is? of course. It's like um, Jay, John Claude Van Damme, Dolph yeah, Lundgren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a forgettable movie. Of course. But he pulled it out I, like I wouldn't Poland. say forgettable, oh but I God. wouldn't. I obviously have watched that movie multiple <laughs> Me times. Too, I have but to. I would never have pulled out that it was like the Hoover Dam. He didn't think of that's what he thought of first. And I wrote on the YouTube comments like, "Yeah, I hope he wins every fight." Yeah, from now yeah. on. Thank God. Yeah, oh my. <laughs> but no, it was such a good pull. Like I was like Yambo Hovis with the yeah. Universal Soldier pull. My Anthony. God. Well, I'll even connect that. We'll do some degrees. 1989, Cyborg, John Claude Van Damme. I think Kickboxer was also 1989. And being in a fan of action movies. I I don't even have that written down. That's straight out of memory, baby. I think the only movie I I enjoyed with him in it, even though it's not a good movie, was Street Fighter. And just because I love. Oh, man. Raul Julia. I'm a huge Raul Julia fan. Yeah. He was probably one of the. We were robbed of him. Yeah. He was such a good yeah. actor. Yeah, Rocks. Gomez Adams. There we go. He, and he was—he had cancer when he did that movie. And the only reason why he did it—it it was his son's favorite video game. Dude, that's sick. He put what his career guy. on the line to be in a movie that his son would think he was. How cool come in. whenever anybody does that, the movie is like critically fucking terrible? Yeah. Like who else did that? Adam Sandler and like that ruined his career, kinda. Well, uh, Adam, He's like, oh, I want to do movies that my kids want to watch, and then it was just nothing but shit. 
Yeah. And then he then he did one of my did Eddie Murphy all time. did Eddie Murphy do that because he had that long period of time where his movies were shit. I think it I think it was just keeping the keeping the company liquidated. Anthony coming to America. Did you watch it yet? Amazing. I did not watch it yet. Amazing. Wanna... Highly, highly, highly recommend watching dude, it. The first it feels so good. It feels like the first. It's funny, dude. dude. I fucking love that first movie. Is so fucking good. It's so good, man. Fuck. I heard. I heard Arsenio was fucking. I mean, he's getting rave reviews. Dude, he's great in the movie. Yeah, he's, he's great. And they don't age. Yeah. He doesn't age. Him and Eddie look the same. Yeah. Hey, dude, what can I say? And it, it's funny because Eddie Murphy has been coming back and doing a lot, and he's not phoning it in. Yeah. His, uh, do you see, ever see him on the, SN, the, the cake thing on SNL? No. I got to send that to you. It's the fucking funny. Yeah, thing yeah. I'm, I'm still a fan, man. Yeah, I still think he's got a strong uh, career. He's good. He's I like good. it. Even Haunted Mansion wasn't as bad as everybody said. You're a big Dr. Jalil fan? <laughs> Not so much. I, I I'm a big Axel Foley guy. I'm a big fucking nutty professor fan. I, 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 I did. I like the I like the Beverly Hills Cop three. That was a good one. Hey man, we can keep going here. <laughs> I saw something where people were comparing Eddie Murphy with uh, Kevin Hart's career because people yeah. like yo Kevin Hart's better. It's like dude, are you fucking kidding me? I and no, it's funny. I actually think Kevin Hart's really funny. Like, but like in like like in interviews in like certain things like he's. He's a good. I don't. I'm not a big fan of him as like a lead. Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of him like in the buddy thing. Yeah, like he needs yeah, a buddy. yeah. But um, I I remember he was. I remember I saw him do stand up years ago because he was part of the yeah. The, like Patrice O'Neill, like he did Tough Crowd all the time. Yeah. And I thought he was so fucking fun. Him and Patrice yeah. O'Neill were so fucking funny. We call that acroiditis yeah. here because Dan <laughs> Aykroyd always needs somebody else to yeah. make a good movie. Yeah. With him. But um, but yeah, no, I am. A, I was a big fan of his career. He's got good stories about like he was part of the real OG like comedy guys. He was yeah. He just looks good for his age. I think he's I think he's forty two, forty three. Speaking of yeah. looking great for your age, Halloween five, you're a man. Uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nineteen eighty nine, man. I was looking. Not that bad of a year for horror. You have, no. you know, Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan. Sometimes yeah. you got to take what you can get. You yeah. got um, Nightmare 5, I think, was 89. Yeah, no. I think we talk about this podcast all the time. Like, um, Jason Takes Manhattan, I think we all agree, uh-huh. should be a better movie with the, one yeah. of the best posters ever made. Yeah, they fucked up. One of the best posters ever made. Yeah. yeah. Well, they actually also took one of those posters away. The eye, like, love yeah. new york thing with they him like there they weren't allowed to use that apparently they got copyright. sued yeah yeah that's unfortunate another movie in 1989 that actually i got like a real similar vibe from at a certain point in robot ninja tetsuo the iron man you ever see that movie no all right so if you want some wild japanese like techno horror that's the movie to fucking watch it's it's body horror it's like really strange it's definitely something you gotta see anthony i'll check it out yeah i'm pretty sure they probably have a nice blu-ray of it at this point too uh the the vhs tape is not that cheap but it's got like the silver cover like it's actually like shiny little like yeah yeah then there's tetsuo 2 the body hammer yeah this part i'm rb when i was watching yeah yeah So, Anthony, why don't we hit the trailer and we'll get into Robot Ninja. Late last night, a witness saw two men brutalize and rape a young woman. The fifth such brutal crime in Ridgeway this month. Get her, Val. Teach that slut. But he's getting ain't nothing compared to what I'm gonna do to you. I've got three bodies, two dead. One male, one female. Die, copper! Everybody's pegging Robot Ninja's new Batman. I'll show you what the Robot Ninja's really about. I want you to build me a suit. A real one, not some Halloween costume. Robot Ninja? What's it helpful? mean to tell me that you're going out tonight? You killed that boy. That little boy. Police report that Robot Ninja is now responsible for four more deaths. 
What kind of robot ninja screams in pain? Let's see if robots bleed. Robot Ninja, released in December of 1989. Probably one of my favorite uh, J.R. Bookwalter movies with a very simple synopsis. A comic book creator becomes his created comic book character. So good. <laughs> I love this movie. I love how he becomes Robot Ninja Lenny. Yeah. Right? Our main character who is a comic book artist. He has this successful comic book called Robot Ninja. It became a television show. And apparently he's not happy with how the show's going, right? The yeah. direction. He's like, this isn't what it's about. And they're like, we don't really give a fuck because we're getting good ratings, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, basically. So this is basically the story of anybody who ever sold their art to like a major corporation, right? They're just going to manipulate it to make money. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Uh, they're there to make money. They're not there to help you at all. <laughs> they're, there, they're there to, especially nowadays where like a lot of obscure comics are big again, where these guys had like no work for years and all of a sudden, well... He had one, like one, one off with Spider-Man. We needed to put him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Can you get? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like here like, you go, Squid Man. Can you get Squid Man? <laughs> what What do they have uh, in this movie? There's uh, like the Swamp Thing ripoff. Yeah, I've, I've read. Oh name. my God! What the fuck was his name? Uh, it was like Bog Man. No, Bayou. Bayou thing or Bayou. something, <laughs> bog Just thing. All, all the names you can't you can't use due oh. to copyright. Oh, uh, Scott Spiegel's character, uh, Mr. Coleslaw, <laughs> uh, had Bayou Man, and Lenny's character was Bog Thing. So it was like Man Thing, Swamp Thing, that whole like thing, I guess. Just just to play on it that they can't use it. Yeah, that's all pretty, the things. All the things. Anthony, so you were saying before about the opening of this movie, how it like goes into the house and everything. Yeah. And I like how they start this movie with like the television show. Yeah. Right? And it looks exactly like the robot ninja that you're gonna see later on in the movie, yeah. right? They probably had to film it. They're probably yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're just gonna get a fake. Once. We're not gonna get like make it look like it's up. Yeah, budget for yeah. a TV show. Like, we'll just use the same fucking suit. It's like fucking like the Batman we were just talking about, the sixties Batman, yeah. right? Very similar. Don't worry, Anthony. That's just the yeah. Uh, airplane. Yeah, air raid. <laughs> air raid. Uh, I do like the robot ninja character. I do too. Right. I, I I think in this time of movies, we also use what like we watched like what is it? Um, like I don't know why it's escaping me right now. We um like like the grimier movies. Fucking like it was it Slime City. Yes. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, like the character of like robot ninja but like especially like how the casualness or like a lot of it it's like like i guess like what like people get killed people yeah. get like raped in the movie like slob city basically and yeah. Like, yeah like it's like scum horror fucking tr punk punk horror i don't know it's like trash horror it's like yeah it's all like it's shit, got yeah. a very like diy type yeah. feel to it right like yeah. slime city has a, a similar thing where it's kind of just like what the fuck is going on, it's, right? Like, this reality is kind of strange. Yeah, it's funny, because to me, this movie, when I was watching it, it's not only, it's so many things, but I feel it's, like, mixed with, like, like a, like a slob city meets a B-level Batman, like a C-level Batman movie, uh -huh. and, like, zombie-ish yeah. vibes, too. It's, it's a strange movie. Yeah, well, at some point, Lenny starts, like, hallucinating after all the yeah. damage that he takes... And he starts seeing everybody as like zombies yeah. and demons and shit. And actually, one of the demons looks like the guy from fucking uh, vampires and other stereotypes. When yes. like the girl's boyfriend is actually a demon that brought him to the yeah. like brought him to the place. He looks very very similar to that character. But Anthony, like I agree with you a hundred percent. How like even the characters, the way that they're dressed, like the gang and shit, yeah, very similar to Skinned Alive, yeah. Also, Finland, yeah. Actually, I think the van is the same van from that movie, yeah. So there's a lot of connections to that. This movie, it's very, very unique. Yeah. And Makeup's pretty good, yeah. Makeup's very good, yeah, yeah. And it's very unique with like the J.R. Bookwalter thing too, because it's not a horror movie, yeah. 
it's like an action. It's like yeah. a hardcore action movie. You know yeah. what, actually, Anthony? It's like uh, Deadbeat at Dawn. Yeah. Where it's like an action movie, but it's so brutal. And like the things that are happening to people are so ridiculous. You know, people are getting maimed and all that w- shit. Was that the was that the Australian movie? We no. Watched? What was the Australian? Was that like two years ago? We watched it. It was, uh, it was like a Mad Max style movie. It was like Australian, but fucking. We, well, we watched Body Melt, but not Body Melt. It was like a. I think people were living like on like a oh like a, like a, like dead end driving. Dead, yes, yeah, that movie. Was I fucking love that? Movie. Yeah, that, that was, was great. That was, but you kind of a kind of it was more. That was more so an action movie, right? Yeah, I, that yeah, wasn't yeah, really a horror movie, yeah, yeah. right? Like it wasn't like it was like a renegade movie. Right? Yeah, I like that, Anthony. Renegade I like that. Movie? Yeah, we should do that. Renegade like, movies. Yeah, this is a renegade movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Anthony. You know what? Let's, movie? let's classify this as a renegade movie because yeah. our character Lenny here goes rogue, right? He he's fucking. Rogue. He's he goes all robot ninja in this community. Whenever there's blue light, he's yeah. In bad movies. Yeah. And you know that this movie is going to be awesome, Anthony, because during the opening credits, we get some fucking awesome music. Yeah, right? the score is pretty good. The, the score is great to this. The music in general is good. There's a really good song by a band called Fox. Um, it's fucking great, man. It's called Night Machine. Night I couldn't Machine. find it on uh, Apple Music or anything, but yeah. I'll, I'll have to rip it from the fucking VHS tape here. So, Anthony, one thing that I would like to ask you about this movie do you think it was supposed to be kind of funny? Like, yes. do you think that this was supposed to be like a comedy too? I don't think it was supposed to be a comedy. I think it's, it was supposed to be like self tongue in cheeks. Yeah, self aware. Like, I, and also too, it's like trauma with the same thing where you're seeing like random celebrities in trauma films. Uh-huh. Like, that's why they're in there. Like, yeah. they're in there, like, you know. Like, well, like, they got Burt Ward and yeah. Linnea Quigley. Like we said before, that was, Dude, you know. Burt Ward was on one of the most popular TV shows of all time. Yeah, it's, that's true. But you know what? The not co- in this deck that decade. But, but yeah. the cover of this VHS tape, there's no mention. Like Burt Ward is not on the cover. Yeah. Linnea Quigley is not on the cover either. It's fucking yeah, Robot it's Ninja. Like a, it's like a little like wink here. Yeah. Know, so. Yeah. I just really wish that like this Adam West yet. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I wish that this would get remade now with like a fucking like fifteen million dollar budget. Oh, it's for sure. Imagine like a super violent fucking uh comic book movie like this. I think they could get Seth Rogan to green light it. I think this is almost like the precursor to shit like kick ass and stuff also. Yeah. Like this person decides that he's gonna actually become a superhero. Oh, yeah. Right? And he does. He effectively does, but he does it terribly. Lenny is not exactly uh, you know, uh, a highly trained yeah. killing machine or anything, but I think it really kind of makes the movie better because it's just like a normal dude, right, yeah. going out there with a giant fucking claw that for sure his doctor friend makes for him. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this whole movie is set off by Lenny seeing two people get abducted. By this gang of rapists, they're serial rapists, That's and they're murderers. They kill everybody that they abduct. Uh, he sees them being abducted. He follows them. He ends up getting the shit beat out of them, and he decides, like, he's had enough, right? He's going to fucking get these bad guys, and at first, he calls the cops, you yeah. know? And, you know, that doesn't really work out for him, so he decides he's going to become his creation, robot ninja <laughs> his creation robot yeah ninja. and i think it's really funny because every time he's dressed up as robot ninja he just gets the shit beat out of him yeah it's kind of like i know and i'm not trying to be funny at all and i'm being dead serious it's kind of like blank man yeah it's i'm being dead serious yeah. remember blank man gets his ass kicked the whole fucking yeah and it's a vigilante it's like a guy trying to be a superhero and like like in a very bad area he's got a good heart <laughs> but like, like it's just it's not, not 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 happening for him yeah yeah <laughs> and i really do like that it's realistic where as the movie goes on he's he's getting more and more fucked up looking right yeah. like his face is all fucked up he's like getting all sorts of just the holes poked in him by knives yeah. and shit. It's really, really cool to see, like the, I guess, uh, like story of Lenny yeah. turning into Robot Ninja and the inevitable the ending. Yeah, 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 and like the culmination of yeah. everything. So Lenny as Robot Ninja is pretty much what half the movie. 
basically, yeah. Right? Like, once he gets that suit and everything from uh, Dr. Goodnight, where you're going to hear a million jokes in the movie about his name. Right? Good night, good night. Good morning, good night. Good morning, good night. Uh, you know, once he gets that suit, really, you just see him as Robot Ninja, it's right? true, yeah. Um, he is also a pill head in this movie, apparently, right? Yeah, Lenny but, is just stealing pills that, from everybody. But that's where I kind of get, not just like all the leather jackets and stuff, that's where I kind of get the Slime City vibe. Yeah. From just like, just fucked up, like everyone's all yeah. fucked up. He's always taken like, I guess, painkillers and shit, right? Yeah. And... It's, I guess, the only way that he's able to cope with the the beatings that he's getting out there, and all. Kind of makes sense, yeah. That's why he's like moving. He's yeah, like, he's. Gonna... I mean, at least in Kick Ass, they like say like, oh, he has uh, like something with his nerves where yeah, nerve damage. Yeah, yeah, so he doesn't really feel the pain. This he feels everything, right? I forgot about the second movie. The second one's pretty good too. Yeah, they had to cut a lot out because of Jim Carrey. Really? After the movie was done, he was like, I can't condone this much violence. Oh, my God. Right. But that's the whole point of the movie. I know. It's a really violent, it's a really violent movie. This movie is a hyper-violent movie. Anthony. This movie is very violent. Yeah. Especially for a superhero movie, this movie is? is hyper-violent. Right? Once he gets that, like, claw on his arm, he starts sticking that fucking thing in everybody, right? Yep. He gets one of the guys directly in his eyes and basically just, like, fucking fucks his eyes with the fucking yeah, she, thing yeah, yeah with the with the claw and then he just like he's stabbing people in the head i think there was a a phantasm tribute at one point where you see the claw in the guy's forehead like in the first phantasm and he's just fucking like oh, bleeding blood yeah. like coming out I think that shit is fucking awesome. I feel like we need more superhero movies where you see like real life consequences of things, right? Like when you get punched in the face, you don't just shake it off. Well, like you see gonna... that you see that more and more now for sure. Like, you know, it's like not like the more darker takes on them. Yeah, you but know? you know what the thing is with superhero movies now? Like, I'm not talking about, like, the Avengers. Yeah. I'm more talking about, like, the grittier ones. Yeah. Like, nobody... Like, everybody who takes damage takes it over an extended period yeah. of time. This movie takes place in, what, within a week? Yeah. Right? It seems like it takes place in a very short amount of time. And Lenny takes incredible fucking damage. Like we said, it's a gory movie. Like, it's incredibly fucking graphic. At one point, one of the gang members stabs Lenny in his arm and just starts cutting him up and, like, digging around and just really, like, mutilating his forearm. And then to make it even worse, he goes home and he starts shoving, like, surgical tubing in it and a metal plate. So, like, you know... He is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly fucked up from all these battles mm-hmm. to the point where at the end, he's barely alive, yeah. right? He's barely able to make it home. And I feel like in a lot of these movies, these guys just shrug off getting stabbed and shit. Yeah. You know? I, you- I do think the new Batman's going to be fucking great. I'm excited. Dude, he fucking, I'm excited. he fucking face bushes somebody in the first trailer. Yeah. Dude, Batman will kill people. Like, I fucking think, awesome. Well, this, That's why it's awesome. this is a more realistic take on Batman. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, Lenny's character is supposed to have some money. Yeah. Right? It shows like he's got a nice Trans Am yeah. and everything. He got, I'm not going to say he's rich, but he's got yeah. money in the bank from his comic book and the TV show. So this is, yeah, this is like a real life take on Batman, where if you just decided to fucking do that, you'd get your ass fucking kicked. You don't know how to defend against this shit, right? When's the only time Lenny actually is able to do something? When he gets somebody with the claw. Yeah, exactly. And that's like anything, right? That's anybody. He's got this long ass Wolverine type blade on his arm that he just fucking, he's just cut people up. Yeah. And to be honest... He has no other skills besides that. That's yeah, true. And I really do think that actually adds to the movie. It though. does. Yeah, I just, I just, I think the concept of him keep on coming back to his like lair or his house is just fucking yeah. all fucked up. Like, look at, look at his face. In this yeah, shot. yeah. It looks like fucking Michael Graves. Yeah. That guy. But uh, that's what he looks like right now. Every, every, that's what every promoter says. Dude, can we just talk about this guy's place and like his studio? Yeah. It, it's got tons of fucking awesome posters on the wall. Video Dead, uh, Demons, I saw Scared Stiff, yeah. 
All sorts of good shit. The Dead Next Door, like the original one. I think I saw a murder weapon fucking poster. Yeah. But there's a ton of great shit on this wall. But I really do like the fact that, like, you see it get more and more fucked up as exactly. the movie goes, yeah. right? Just like him. So great. So one aspect of this movie that I really do like, and you don't really find out, you know, everything until the end. They actually show a little bit. Yeah. During this whole movie, Lenny is actually illustrating his life. Right? Yeah, yeah, basically. And at the end, you see he literally illustrated everything. Like, to the point where he had a plan going into this quote-unquote final battle. Yeah. Right? And he achieved his goal. And I don't know. Should we talk about the ending yet? I mean, we're going to keep talking about the movie, but... Yeah, yeah. So at the end of this, Lenny manages to take down the gang, right? He goes home to his apartment, and what does he do? He blows his brains out. Yeah. What a fucking dark downer, dark ending. It, it was fun. I, when I was watching this, I'm like, oh, he's just going to keep on going and get fucked up. Like, that's all. And then he just kills him. I'm like, okay, well, there we go. Well, and he says, all according to plan. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you see the comic book page of him, like, blowing his brains out later. Going, like, yeah. and, and what makes it even darker is after you see that the comic was released... The guy's like, wow, this is really cool. And the other kid is like, no, it's not. Look at the last page. Like, who'd ever want to be like that or some shit like that? Like, he has some negative remarks. So, you know, what he did was completely in vain anyway. Right? People think he's like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. But I think that's a great ending for a movie like this. And look, look, it's like they obviously went into a comic book store. Yeah. 1989. Look at all the Batman shit. Yep. Superman, Batman, all sorts of shit. But it's really cool because that's realistically how you would feel if you heard about this. For sure. You know, you'd be like, wow, that person was fucking nuts. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's definitely not something that you would. ever ever think of doing yourself so you would think that this person is actually legitimately crazy Crazy, yeah so anthony what do you think about the uh the vhs that we're watching right now compared to the blu-ray that you have at home so i let anthony borrow the tempe video you know the the ups upscan or whatever the hell it's called the the nice release he he was he's the one thing about the director he's very book walter he's very into like I, I, I'm a big fan of like the directors and writers that are really in hands-on with like the like the upscaling and everything. They really care about well, it. Well, because because the Dead Next Door, there was like how many fucking releases? Because every time that he was able to do things himself through the decades, he did. It. Yeah, so, yeah. But no, it was a good. It was I thought it was a good scan. I thought it was looked pretty good. It looks good, right? Yeah, for it was really for good. you know, compared to the VHS, which is very dark at times, it's hard to see some things. Yeah. In that, like, there's a noticeable difference. Yeah. Uh, this, was this tape? Was it shot on video? Or was it was it film? I believe this was shot on 16 millimeter. Dude, it's 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 film. Yeah, that's why. Well, it looks very similar to Skin to Life. It's true. Like yeah. if you put that uh, VHS on right after this, it looks the same. And actually, at the end of the Robot Ninja tape, it says "Coming soon, Skin to Life," which is oh, probably yeah. which is another great cinema home video release. Yeah, that movie's good. I feel like sometimes the uh, the nice you know two K scans or whatever they do for these because I don't know if they could do. It's not 4K. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes it's actually a detriment to the movie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of these J.R. Bookwalter ones, it's not. It's like actually like great to see yeah. him with such great like clarity. You know, you're missing things in some of those VHS releases because, you know, some of them were fucking made in somebody's basement. Exactly. You know what I mean? They yeah. were making them by hand. Like the labels are, are very cheap and everything. And when you get these really nice reworked, like using modern technology to fix certain things, it's really, really great sometimes when these guys are able to shine instead of, you know, oh, well, there's the string. Oh, well, there you could see how that was done now. Like this movie still looks great, right? He, yeah, he, I remember on the Dead Next Door documentary thing, he was talking about how he like, he was so excited because he edited each frame in like Photoshop. Uh-huh. Of like, I guess like on like, I guess like on the original Dead Next Door, you could see like, like one of the 
like production people like off to the corner yeah like, he was they, able to he was able to replace that yeah, yeah finally that's really cool though like yeah. it's not like i mean there is a little i know on the uh there's a tubi you know tubi the app yeah you can yeah. there's a release on tubi and you know it's in the other one too but you see like the those like really kind of iffy digital gunshots yeah. Yeah, and stuff like that. Like that, could, I could do with that. Those actually aren't in the yeah. in the VHS here. Like, there's it's far less subtle. You don't see some muzzle flashes at certain points. Yeah, there's a great video on YouTube of like I think it was from like 2012 or 2013. The people that work at the Criterion Library uh -huh. that like them, the people that go in and clean up and do the scans and the yeah. films. It's like really interesting. Dude, you should see if they did a Tetsuo one. They might have done they one. Done it, man. Like literally, they go frame by frame, frame by frame. Dude, you know how I could describe Tetsuo the Iron Man? Yeah, it's like a racer head meets a video drone. That's fantastic. I, yeah, I yeah, it. it's fucking really, really cool. So, Anthony, what are some of the things that uh, that you liked about this movie? What's something that you would say like would really and like this is something? I'm a big that Blade Runner fan, so anything with blue. Blue and red lighting, yeah. lighting up a subject I'm all about. Also, like spirit, like you know. Yeah, yeah, that's but, a superior uh, lighting. No, I do. I just think there's like, think about this. Like, what, what was RoboCop? Was RoboCop like eighty-seven? Eighty-seven. Yeah. So like, we get like RoboCop, which like don't get me wrong. There's a lot of graphic scenes in RoboCop where there's like, me, like body horror, like a lot of yeah. metal to body, but like stuff like this. Wait, was that scene where the guy gets fucking lit up? Was that in? the theatrical release doesn't he robocop yeah because the doesn't version he, we, get, he, he gets he gets lit up well like when the when the thing comes into the boardroom and the guy gets fucking shot and you know how they cut it so it like doesn't look that bad not robocop himself when the you know the robot that they have and the end of robocop the guy gets shot he gets shot at the window no no the big fucking robot yeah what do you yeah, burr, yeah. Burr, burr. oh that's robocop Two? two well no no he's also in he's also in robocop yes one they, yeah yeah they made the updated one that was called robocop two yeah, yeah yeah you know how like the guy in the boardroom gets shot the fuck up by because yeah. they like drop your weapon and he yeah. does and it still kills him yeah was the theatrical release of that hyper violent because we saw the version in huntington and it had that scene yeah so like i'm guessing that the was criterion one does dude that looks fucking dude that's brutal they talk about how like how shitty the hands look when he falls out the window yeah because the way it was it's like uh... yeah oh no you you, you buried lead the best line is like you, you you can't shoot me i work for you you can't hurt your own and he's like you're fired. And it goes, <laughs> <laughs> nice melt scene in that, right? Probably. I think it's the best melt scene Help ever. Me. I think that I think I remember. I think I said Cronenberg helped with that stuff. Really? I think I could. I think it was like it was like all like apparently they filled up with like leftovers from lunch and shit. Uh huh. And like when it hit the yeah. car, it was like Poof. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the car. <laughs> J5 <laughs> that's another hits uh, comes back but this movie is way way more graphic than Robocop but, but that's what I mean uh, to my point I just think it's like I'm such a fan of Robocop so like scenes where he's like putting shit in his fucking arms and he's got all that fucking he tube. starts actually becoming it's, the robot it's like ninja real at one point it's real body horror yeah it's real fucking fucked up like at the end he's got all this shit in his arm he's actually got metal like he looks at <laughs> it right like it's really cool and that's when he finally you know becomes yeah he becomes robot ninja <laughs> and his life ends I really think that people will like this movie. Yes. Because it's got the same attitude as a fucking low budget crazy horror film. It could be an Amazon Prime show. Yeah, but it's 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 an action movie. It's a yeah. fucked up action movie. Yeah. It's a J.R. Bookwalter fucked up action movie, which I believe is probably something I think most people would enjoy. Coming soon, skinned alive. Coming soon, skinned but, alive. But, but that's what I mean. Like I could see like Amazon Prime backing this for like a couple million dollars and getting I don't know like one of the Stranger Thing guys to play 
fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they could pump this out in a weekend. I think J.R. Bookwalter actually took all the shit off of Amazon. Yeah. Because like they fuck you. Like yeah, you know, true, yeah. when it comes to like getting money and all that stuff, they weren't playing nice. Or like they Yeah. I forgot what it was, but I remember it was like not You good. see a lot of obscure movies on there now. Yeah. So well, you, you know, you can go on things like Tubi and not pay anything. Yeah, this is on Tubi. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. But go to the Makeflix store, which is J.R. Bookwalter's thing, and buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't, good, actually, I don't even know if you can still buy it. It might be out of print now, actually. Fun movie. Yeah, I got all these Tempe video releases on Blu-ray. It's great. All day. Yeah, man, I got all the fucking VHS tapes and the Blu-rays. There you go. Look at me. I'm in 2021, Anthony. You got everything. Yeah. You got 4K scans. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I have any of that yet. I don't have a 4K TV, do you? I got one of my monitors. That's it. See, I don't even have the 4K monitor. I got to get that. I got to do something, man. Okay. Yeah, it's okay? Yes. It's fine. Yeah. So, Anthony, I think, uh, what do you think? Do you think that about wraps it up for For Robot Ninja? I think so. All right. Let's head over to the video Dropbox. Okay, we're back. Back, Anthony, finally in the video Dropbox. And we're actually getting ready to celebrate a holiday that neither of us are really a part of. You're not Irish? Hell no. Oh, okay. Oh, I look, yeah. Should I say that? Should I say <laughs> hell no? Oh, I, I'm not, I look Irish, but I'm not Irish. No, no, no. Anthony, I also have the red beard, and I am not yeah, Irish. We're both, yeah, we're both not Irish. Yeah, yeah, but we will be celebrating St. Patrick's Day with a very, very, very awesome movie that I think uh, stands the test of time when it comes to VHS horror, Anthony. It does. We will be watching the 1993 Leprechaun. The OG, baby. I thought we were watching the Hornswoggle one. No, not what was that Origins? Origins, not really that good. He's in one of his shoot interviews. It's like a, he's got a story about how I was like, "Movie so bad, I walked out and they made me turn the lights off when it was done." Oh my I was like, god! I was like, that's lies. It never came to theater. <laughs> Sci- straight to sci-fi, right? Yeah, Something like to, that. Oh, oh, video on demand. There you yeah. go. I watched it when it came out. I like the one that they just did. That's like a like You've a reimagining kind of. You've been saying that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's really, it's really good. I like it. They bring back a lot of the characters, a lot of characters that are very enjoyable from the first one. Something that I always found funny was I thought like the main dude when I was a kid was Jim Carrey. I have no <laughs> idea good. why. That's good. It's just he he doesn't really even look like him either, right? Like, is it just... I, I think you're getting hit, it confused with the Once Bitten, the hit movie. Oh, Once my bitten. God. I actually do like that I movie. I love that movie. But we do have Jennifer Aniston before she's yeah. incredibly famous, yeah. right? Very good role for her, yeah. I guess. Yeah, right? Aniston. Yeah. And we also have another very famous person in this movie, Warwick Davis, who plays the Leprechaun, who you would know him as... Fucking Willow, right? Willow, bro. Yeah. He's a Willow. That was Val, Val Kilmer. Val <laughs> Kilmer. Before he got all oh, bloated and weird, right? Hot. No, he's sick now. He's, oh, uh, really? Yeah, uh, he. I didn't want to put it down. That, was, of, what, that was hot Val Kilmer, though. What, right? One of my favorite movies of all time is Heat. Yeah. Heat's in is one Peak of the best. Val Kilmer. One of the best movies ever made. And they did a they did a panel at uh, the Oscars a couple years ago. And Val Kilmer was just sitting there with like a thing around his neck. Oh, yeah, he was wearing a scarf. Yeah, he got he had he had vocal cords. Oh man, that's terrible. He's all fucked up. I like the what's it called? Uh, kiss, kiss, bang, Tombstone. Bang. Tombstone's one of the best westerns ever. Fucking man, yeah, that shit's sweet, dude. There's like a heyday in the '90s. Yeah. of fucking great movies. Yeah, like, that shit's sweet, dude. So let's hit the trailer and then we'll talk a little bit more about this. The luck of the Irish is being packed and shipped 
to a little town in South Dakota, whose luck may have just run out. So I think this is probably one of the only movies that like really effectively make a character like this kind of scary. Yeah. As a kid, I was terrified of this. I couldn't even watch the trailer. I couldn't even look at the fucking ad in the newspaper. Yeah. As an adult, I love this shit. The dude. imagery is really good. like the cover was super oh, iconic. Scary. Let me see if I can find the exact cover. I'm Him like about. peeking through the door yes, with the light what, coming yeah. through. Oh it's man, here. that thing is actually. A VHS store classic, right, Anthony? Yeah, I remember. You that. ever read that as a kid? That's the la- I think the last time I saw this was like I was a kid. I believe I've only seen this on TV. I don't think I ever rented it. I think I always that fucking dude creepy as shit. I think the Leprechaun, Leprechaun Two cover is also pretty iconic too. I actually enjoy the whole Leprechaun series. I well, besides Origins, I like all the sequels. I think they're really watchable. Yes, this cover is so fucking good. Yeah, you like oh that with God. the candle, right? <laughs> There's the one in Vegas, right? That's another one. <laughs> this, tagline, this tagline kind of sucks, though. What? Ruins the cover. This time, dot, 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 luck has nothing to do. <laughs> Wait, the second one is Vegas, right? Yeah. And the third one is the one with, like, the... the uh... I don't think the cover of three was that impressive. Well, it's... Three's pretty... That's a pretty fucking... No, three might be Vegas, because look. Three is Vegas. Yes. Two 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 is the one with the... Yeah. Part two is the one where uh, he, like, has... He tries to, like, get married, like, a thousand years ago, and it gets fucked up, or I don't know what the hell it was. And then, like, he's stealing the girl. Yeah. The third one is good where... uh, Oh, the second one is the one with the guy and his drunk uncle. I think so. It's been, it's right? been long. That that the drunk uncle sort of like a shitty looking um fucking Carlin. George yeah. Carlin looking guy. It's crazy that I just noticed that it was 93, 94, 95. Like they pumped these out in like year to year to year. Yeah, they just really kept going because it was this was really a big time for like the rental store yeah. type like Shitty low budget, full moon, shit Charles Band type well, shit. Wasn't the first? Didn't Leprechaun One have a pretty decent budget? Like, yeah, Leprechaun concern. One wasn't that bad. That was that was released theatrically. Yeah, that was theatrical release. But I really remember Leprechaun more as like a like a video thing. Like you would have rented it, you would have saw it on late night cable, something like that. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about doing this one. Anthony, we will be celebrating St. Patrick's Day in style. I'll actually be releasing the episode a day early on St. Patrick's Day Wednesday, just for Ooh, you guys. Oh, yeah, big day. So, yeah, yeah, we're going to do just for you. We'll go get a shamrock shake. And uh, what else do you do on? Uh, you, 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 get the, you get the Cadbury eggs for Easter because they're they're out early. No, man, I don't eat that shit. You don't eat the egg. No, dude. What? See this? See this? <laughs> Large and in charge. Large in charge. Looking for, looking for chickens. <laughs> well, speaking to the mic, got a bag of Freya. <laughs> Check one, two. Check right. dirt, man. All right, Anthony. I think that just about wraps up the show this week. Anthony, where could they find you on the internet? I am on Instagram mostly when I'm uh, 
when not I working. Was, when I'm not working. Um, a Pacini um, for your video needs. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything that we do at www.badtastevideo.com. And we have a Patreon if you care to help us out, maybe pay for some of our hosting, help us out a little bit. You know, you can uh, send some money over that way. Anthony? Yeah. Anything else? We love you guys. We love you. Anthony, AEW Revolution. What do you think? Thumbs now that it's thumb. the end and everybody doesn't have to listen. Thumbs up. I hope the mistake at the end of the show doesn't doesn't take away people's memory how good of the rest of the card was. <laughs> as Vincent, and even the match too is good. As Vincent Kennedy McMahon has said, people only remember the finish. And I still enjoy the pay-per-view. I don't trust anybody who doesn't think Keith Lee is a star. <laughs> He'll be in AEW eventually. Oh, I, I I enjoyed it. Maybe uh, everybody maybe. should start watching out for a new show, Bad Taste Wrestling, maybe. Alright, we'll see you next week with Leprechaun. Leprechaun. I am the Leprechaun. <laughs>